Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, No Huddle Show, here with Mike K, NJ.com. Eagles just won 20-16 in Carson Wentz's return. Uh, he, he looked rusty at times, but he kind of came out and was running around like he was his old self. Uh, it was a hard-fought win. I'm not sure they would have won it with Nick Foles. There were some really clutch plays at the end. Derek Barnett had a sack towards the end on a fourth down. The Colts were at the Eagles' uh, four-yard line. Uh, the Eagles defense really stepped up tonight, but I mean they got to come out of this win feeling pretty good going on the road to Tennessee next week. Good teams win when it ma- win in times when it matters the most. Carson Wentz down. Carson Wentz and the Eagles down sixteen to thirteen with fourteen twenty left in the game. Put on a masterful seventeen play seventy five yard dro- touchdown scoring drive. Left 17 plays. Like that's, 17 plays. That's left, left basically three minutes left yeah. on the clock. Um, the Colts tried to answer, but the Eagles defense got the last laugh. This was an overall win for this team. The Eagles gave up. Well, Carson Wentz gave up two turnovers, which led to six points. If the defense doesn't step up there and hold them to two, the Colts to two field goals, this is a completely different game. On the other side, on offense, Wentz led one of the most impressive opening drives we've seen from him. They went no huddle, too. They went no huddle. All he did was target tight ends. Carson actually said he talked to Doug earlier this week about how he wanted to come out and go no huddle and kind of get the offense going because he didn't say this, but, I mean, it was kind of stagnant the last two weeks with Nick. Right, and 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 it, it felt like this was the shot in the arm they needed that we kept talking about last week. Um he hit Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, I said last week... Didn't seem like himself. Didn't yeah. seem like himself. He seemed like himself in this game. I mean, um, they only threw the tight ends for the entire first quarter. Right? Yeah, it was the entire first quarter. Um, he didn't hit a, a wide receiver till like... There was like seven wait. minutes left in the second when he found right. Aguilar. Yeah. yeah, and so I think Doug Peterson kind of tipped that off this week. He had mentioned that they have three talented tight ends. And I think when you look at... at at the talent that they have, all these guys could be wide receivers. Like they can run routes. They're really good targets. They have re- somewhat reliable hands when compared to Jordan Matthews. Uh, they, uh, you know, Josh Ooh, Br- shot at Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, he didn't I, drop anything today. He didn't. He was targeted he twice in pregame. Actually, he did. There was a <laughs> brutal. Fans were having fun free- with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think pass that was thrown to him. Yeah. You know, you look at Goddard. He Two caught. Minutes. 
He caught all six of his targets. This was the Goddard game. This was, and this showed you what you wanted to see out of him. And the reason why they added him to this offense is because he creates a dynamic red zone threat. That passed to him for the touchdown. He's wide open. Wide open. He's a guy that can run routes. He's got good speed. He's, He's got actually good got size. pretty good at blocking, too. He's probably right, the best yeah. blocking tight end. Yeah, I think he had a holding call. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, he, he he's done well. So, I think... Overall, you have to feel good about where they're at at tight end. While they've had all of these injuries at wide receiver and running back... Perkins is basically a receiver at this point. Yeah, this group, I mean, they've shown faith in all three of them. They should have faith in Zach Ertz. He's a top three tight end in the league. Uh, And Godert was their first round pick. But even Perkins has played very well. He's a guy that was... Really non-existent. He his got first targeted two years. on Wentz's first two plays, and it's not like those two have a background together. Like they hadn't played at all together outside right. of practice. Right. It's kind of like, well, and then you look at what happened with Nick Foles and Aiken the the week before. It's like they want to find ways to use everybody on that offense, and that's what a brilliant offensive head what, coach what's, does. What's only make so Alshon Jeffrey was questionable on this week's injury report. We didn't think he was actually going to play, and he mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, it sounds like he might be able to come back next week. Maybe they, I mean, it dep- kind of depends on if he's cleared this week for 11-on-11s in contact. But, I mean, it, the fact that it's almost like a concerted effort to sh- get everybody involved. So once Allshot comes back, they kind of have, like, many ways they can go with the ball, especially now that Goddard is in the mix. Well, and, and I think, too, we, we spoke about this uh, driving home from the game. I don't know if you rush... Uh, Al- Alshon back th- against the Titans because the real game, the game of games, the one you really want to win and set yourself up right for the rest of the season is the first game of the second quarter of the season against the Vikings. And I think that's the game where you unleash the beast. He had a great game against the Vikings in the NFC title game. You might as well just unleash him then. Carson the Vikings can... reeling after getting destroyed by the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. <laughs> right. Well, and you get the Vikings. I mean, you've got the Titans who are coming off. Yeah, they yeah, won, they, but yeah, they, they won the nine to six. Yeah. They can't score. Uh, Mariota's got some issues. That defensive line, the Eagles' defensive line, should have fun in that game. Yeah. We'll talk about that later this week. But yeah, uh, before we start breaking down this game a little further, real quick, Ronnie McLeod left. What? When did knee he, injury. What, was that second quarter? It was, that it was third, the third quarter. Third quarter. He left a knee injury. It seemed fairly serious, enough that he didn't return. Right. Uh, what What does that mean going forward? I mean, I mean, he's an important part of the defense. He's in terms of him and Malcolm Jenkins are the clear starters, and the two backups are backups for a reason. They brought Corey Graham in. He's 33. He thought about retiring. You don't really want him starting. Uh, I mean, their other option is uh, DeAndre Haller that, that's traded for, and he's only played in 10 games in his career, and it was all on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, how big of a concern will this be? Uh, I think they would miss him. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, what, what, how do you feel about McLeod? I mean, th- they'll survive without him, obviously. But. Right. Safety is a position where there's not a lot of depth in the league. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they do have Trey Sullivan on the practice squad. You and I talked about that. They could possibly elevate him, but you're not going to want him to start. Uh, Corey Graham has been around for a while. Yeah, yeah he's he a little... can get the job done for a couple of weeks. Right, yeah, I think he could be a stopgap. If, if this is a serious injury, then you're kind of looking around. Maybe you're... Eric Reed, <laughs> you know, you know that that is a, I mean, that is a question, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, it's something we'll go into probably during the week yeah. because chances are Doug will be asked about, and he'll be like, "It's a lower body injury," and then he won't tell us any he's right. day today. <laughs> I mean, you know, Howie. The thing is, what's cool about covering the Eagles is that Howie's always got this ability to find some way to make a big trade. So. That's something we're, worth we're watching. We're due for a big Howie trade. DeAndre Hall is not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not going to move the needle, Howie. So get Howie. on the phones. We know you're listening, Give Howie. me something to write about. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, like, um, 
when you look at the safety unit, there's a chance that you could do something we talked about last week. Maybe you move Jalen, or maybe you move Rasul Douglas or Jalen Mills. I mean, Jalen Mills was tackling pretty well tonight, while also yeah. making some coverage errors in terms yeah. of the penalties he had, which could have been pretty costly. I mean, we'll I think about that. But. I, I think that would be an easy sell. You say, "Hey, look, we want you to play free safety." I don't think they will do that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a little drastic. I mean, yeah. I, again, it depends on what the how how serious McLeod's injury is. If yeah. he's out for two weeks, you're fine with Corey Graham. Um, he did know, seem to be walking fine in the locker room after that. That doesn't always mean everything, you know. Sometimes right. serious knee injuries, you can walk on them. Well, and he but, didn't really need help getting off the field. He yeah. he got he needed help for maybe three or four. He steps went to the tent, the... medical tent, and then he went to the locker room. All right, yeah, that, I think that's enough. Rodney McLeod talk. Let's get into the, <laughs> let's get into this mix. Let's get into the game. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna grade the offense. We're gonna grade the defense. We'll go position by position on offense first. Say how we think guys did, who stood out. Grade the offense as a whole after that. And then do the same thing for defense. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Offense will start where everybody wants us to start, which is Carson Wentz. That first drive you touched on, I think he was 5 of 7 for like 55 yards. Finished with that touchdown. He was he was throwing the ball pretty well. He was moving well. I don't think it was on that drive, but in the first half he had two plays in particular where you're like, all right, he, his knee is – maybe we mm-hmm. overreact. Because I, I, I in particular was like – I'm not sure how he's going to look right away. His stats wind up being what I predicted they would be, actually. Yeah. We'll touch on, touch on our takes later. But uh, he, there was one play where he uh, avoided a pass rush, a, a couple of guys, and then he found Goddard in the middle of the field. And then the big one was when he, he ran away from a couple of pass rushers, evaded one, ran, dove to the sideline, got a yeah, first down. He said he wasn't thinking about his knee at all. You could kind of tell he wasn't thinking about it. And you, you talked about the shot in the arm, like – it just felt different with him. Like, you just felt like, okay, they're going to be fine. Like, you didn't feel like that with Nick. You felt like they were in trouble constantly. With Carson, it was just like, all right, they're, they're good. Like, the offense is flowing. Even if they weren't necessarily getting – they weren't getting deep plays. They didn't have any big plays this game, really. Uh, Wendell Smallwood had a good game, but it, it, everything just feels right with him in the mix. Yeah, you know, for, from Carson's standpoint – I thought he played well. I I did a report card for him that you can read on NJ.com, but I gave him a B overall. Um, yeah, because it went downhill a little more downhill in the second. Yeah, half. the second half was a little rough. Uh, the two he, I'm I'm critical of him because he lost the ball twice in Philadelphia territory, like deep in Philadelphia territory, and the defense, as we mentioned before, Saved kind of bailed him, yeah. him out. Um, this is a different game if one I mean, of those that, is a touchdown the, the, the strip sack, they were, like, deep in their own territory. Right. Uh, he got sacked in the – I think it was Marcus Hunt. Yeah, it was and, Marcus and Hunt. I, I, don't, I can't remember what happened on the interception. The interception, he targeted Zach Ertz, who was, like, extreme – like, white on rice covered by Anthony Walker. So he Walker. forced it in there. Yeah. He forced it in there. It was a bad throw, too. It looked like he kind of didn't really get to step into it. Um, you know, those are going to happen. He's feeling out the rhythm of the game. He's doing all that stuff. But I thought overall, you know, he, he completed 25 of 37 passes. He had uh, a 67% completion percentage. Um, you know, <clears throat> he he made some throws. This throw over the mi- across the middle to Zach Ertz um, that set up one of the field goal drives was really impressive. It was a 28-yard gain. Um a lot of people talk about this, but I don't think it's emphasized enough. Hitting a wide open target perfectly in stride is so hard to do. And that's one of Carson Wentz's strengths. Yeah, Wendell Smallwood kind of fell to the ground and kind of bobbled that 34-yarder. But hitting Ertz and, and hitting some of these guys in stride, I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think you come out of this game feeling pretty good about where oh, Carson's yeah. at. Uh, I think his final stats, I'll just read them out of yet. He was 25 of 37. 255 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he lost one fumble. 
Uh, did, he, he rushed for 10 yards on three attempts. So, I mean, not like an amazing, but it was a solid, solid performance and it got the job done. You felt like he could have done more, which with Nick Foles, you felt like he was kind of at his capability, at like he reached mm-hmm. the top point of what he could do for this team. So I, I think you feel pretty good going into the Titans game. All right. So, yeah, so yeah, so running back, yeah, right? Running back, yes. Let, let's talk about that this. That was a big topic coming into the game. Right, running back. You have a guy who, who Corey Clement, who I, I'm very high on. But outside of that, you've got a guy who like like Wendell Smallwood, who really. I'm, I'm, I made a joke before the game on Twitter that from Mean Girls, there's a scene where somebody says right, fetch, and another yeah. one says, "Stop trying to make fetch happen." So, and it's like I I, I joked that the Eagles. This is my thoughts on w- uh, Wendell Smallwood, and I put that gif. Well, it's Wendell like, Smallwood, it's like try, stop trying to make Wendell Smallwood happen because they've given him so many chances, and he hasn't done anything tonight. He might have the best today. Sunday, he might have had the best game of his career with yeah. the Eagles. Like, I mean, Wendell Smallwood's kind of the Liam Helmsworth of uh, <laughs> of running backs for the Eagles. But and then you have Josh Adams. So what do you, what grade do you give that running back group today? Hmm, that's a good question. Let's see. Uh, Clement wasn't really running the ball as strongly. He did towards the end of the game. He started looking pretty good. I'll probably give them a B plus just because I was pretty impressed with Wendell Smallwood in particular. He he caught a huge pass. That was a 30-something yards, set up a Jake Elliott field goal. They need to do better in the red zone in general. But he And Josh Adams looked fantastic, I thought. He yeah. only had a couple runs. He only he ran it six times for 30 yards. His first run, I think it was like 20, or second run was 25 yards. He had like a 10-yard run. Uh, no, 16 yards, sorry. Yeah, it was then a 16-yard run. He, he, then he had a 10-yard run right after that. Right. And uh, he, he just looks like he did – in the training camp, and like I'm, I'm still surprised that nobody picked him up when they cut him. Honestly, and I think at this point he's going to stay on the roster. I think he's earned a spot on this roster. Yeah, I spoke to him after the game, and he he just said, you know, it, it's not always about that first play. It's about the rhythm of of everything and finding that rhythm. And I think for a rookie on his first play to get minus two yards, and then the next two Bounce runs back, at the yeah. you know that that says a lot about him as a football player. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the Eagles sometimes. So I, for most of you that have listened, I covered the Jaguars up until week one or week two. Um, the Jaguars dealt with a lot of injuries at wide receiver last year, and they were able to develop a lot of young guys. And sometimes when you have a lot of injuries, like the Eagles did last year on the on the road, you develop guys like Corey Clement. You Who develop, kind of have to be thrown in the fire and learn. On the field, right? Yeah. You develop guys like Camus Geyser Hill, like you, you, you develop uh, Nathan Garrett. You develop these guys that maybe they're not starting level guys, but you trust them in situations. For instance, Camus was out there uh, late in the game. It, yeah, it was Nigel left. Yeah, because Nigel bit. got hit by Malcolm Jenkins, and it was third and fourth down, and he was out there in a key situation, and you trusted him to be that guy. So I think. The Eagles have benefited from that. I think Wendell Smallwood isn't a guy you want carrying the ball. How many no. how many carries did he have? He had, wound up with ten for fifty six yards, which is that's a, a that's about where you want change in a of pitch. pace guy, yeah. right? And and again, I'm very high on Corey Clement. Corey had some pretty good runs. He started and, getting into a groove a little bit towards the end of the game. He and had some big he runs. strikes me as a as a rhythm running back. I thought it, they gave Smallwood the first carry of the game, which I was pretty surprised. Right. By. Well, and you look at, so Josh Adams to me, and I think I said this to you last week, he can do a lot of the stuff that Jay Ajayi can do as far as being a power runner, being upright, getting yards after after contact. 
he's a guy to watch because if they don't re-sign JHI, I mean, Sproles is obviously retiring, and Sproles yeah. is retiring. I mean, this could be you know Wendell Smallwood has one more year, I believe, on left Thunder, on his deal. Thunder and Lightning. With, this uh, could be your your three running backs. I mean, real, you know, it, bring in, another guy maybe in camp next year. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Clearly, the, the Eagles don't invest high draft picks and running backs otherwise they would have right but i mean i yeah. i think a Corey, i think clement and and smallwood and adams all really complement each other pretty well this game showed you that they're in pretty good shape at running back if they yeah. were able to lose their top two guys probably and still be in pretty good shape because sproles and jay that first week they were clearly the one two and right. clement was like a special teams and change of pace guy but the fact that the smallwood especially he was he was a nice surprise because the colts defense has been pretty decent the last couple of weeks, and they looked they were pretty good tonight too. So, well, and speaking of guys that you have to make up for, wide receiver. Oh man, <clears throat> so that's kind of like an incomplete grade for me because Nelson Aguilar had four catches for twenty four yards, and then Jordan Matthews had would, two catches for twenty one. They were they weren't getting any separation. They weren't getting right. open when they weren't for the first half. Most of them didn't even play. It was almost only Aguilar. Right. Matthews came in and got a catch. Aiken maybe saw towards the end of the first half. Second half, it was mostly receivers. They still didn't really do much. Right. What were Aguilar's final stats, even? Uh, he was he caught four passes for 24 yards. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> They're not helping this guy out with no. his yards per catch average. Oh, but man. I, I mean. <laughs> PPR leagues is what yeah, he's helping. P- yeah, there you go. But, like. But, yeah, no, the receivers, are. it's a it's a question. It's a problem. Oh, and Kamar Aiken. Jeffrey comes back. They ran a sweep with Kamar, a, f- a fake sweep with Kamar Aiken, and I, I turned to uh, Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly Voice and was just like, that really doesn't strike fear in anyone's heart. <laughs> like, it was like, wow, what are we doing here? But, um, yeah, you know, but I think I think when you have your star wide receiver injured, you have to make up for I mean, it. We, I think the Colts yeah. kind of keyed in on, on Aguilar. Aguilar a little bit. Um, I mean, Perkins was pretty much a wide receiver when he right. was in there. He only had one catch, but they were targeting him early. Yeah, and, and I think Zach Ertz became so – I mean, Zach Ertz was targeted ten times in this yeah, game. He had a great game. Yeah, you know, I mean, he only caught five of those targets. Oh, but, wow, I didn't realize that. But still, he had an impact. I mean, five catches for 73 yards. Yeah. That's, and and he, he, got, he was uh, – there was that penalty in the fourth quarter during that long drive – the defensive holding, right. which he was a part of, so which factors in, and they got a first down out of that. Like 12 plays later, they finally scored. So, so moving on from that, offensive line, where are we at there? Because, th- you know, Jason Peters played a whole game. Yeah, he did. It, he it, had a couple false starts early. Uh, I think he gave up a sack early in the game. They, they were good for, like, long stretches, and then they would have, like, bad drives. Like, towards the end – Wentz was getting rushed on every play. Yeah, drives went as the I offensive think he line got sa- went. I want to say he got sacked like five times, and he, there were like six quarterback hurries from the Colts, and that's after a week when the Buccaneers, I think, had 12 quarterback hurries. So Wentz was – he was pretty much running for his life quite a bit, more than you want for a guy coming off an ACL injury. Sure. Um, I, I They opened up some holes for the running game. They're, they have some – they have stars in Lane Johnson. They have some really got good guys, but I, I, they haven't been as dominant as – you know, you kind of expect out of this group. Yeah, um, you know, I think sometimes also when you're when you're pass blocking, you have to find a rhythm with the quarterback. I think you know Carson does extend plays relatively long. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, and some of that is too is like picking up the the blitz, which you and I talked about, like having some concerns with running backs. I mean, we've got to go back and watch the tape, like Hugh Jackson. But uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, upon. 
upon first glance, yeah, it was not a great performance from them. I'd give them like a C plus at most. It's always hard to judge the offensive line like immediately. You kind of have to wait till you see like the numbers and the and how the tape looks. Well, and also you don't even know what the and even then you don't even know yeah. what the protections were. So it, it, that's kind of frustrating. But again. You know, they, that's something they need to clean up. You know, again, it was raining. It got yeah. sloppy. There were a lot of weird things. There, there, there the were a lot. weren't getting open. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so switching over to the defensive side, what do you got for me? Defense. Uh, let's look at the defensive line. Okay. Look, Derek Barnett was one of my favorite players in the draft last year. Out of he, Tennessee. Yes, out of Tennessee. He actually went to high school with I Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey. I, what, didn't he go to high school in Nashville? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's where we'll be next week. Yeah, yeah that's where we'll Not be. Vegas. It's going to be a homecoming. <laughs> um, he is a guy that's a technician. I, he's not the most athletic guy. He's not the most, you know, uh, he's not built like a superstar. But it seems like he always comes up with big plays when you least expect Super them. Bowl? Yeah, I mean, getting I mean, that, that fumble recovery. Play, but he picked up yeah, the ball, yeah. Yeah, having that fumble recovery, it was like he was destined to be there. Um I mean, that sack on Luck was really, really impressive. Even, I mean, I mean, in terms of a lot of things, in terms of the actual sack itself, the timing of it, it was fourth down and like goal or one. Right. Fourth quarter, I think there was like a couple minutes left. And I can only imagine how he and fans. By the way, how, how many times is this defense just going to come up in the clutch in the red zone, like by the goal? Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's like they. And I, I asked. It's Bar- like they're better there than. Right, like, yeah. The rest I of the asked field. Barnett about that. I mean, he kind of no answered me, but I asked Barnett. <laughs> Is it like you guys just really enjoy having that pressure your backs against the wall? Because they play so much better. Jalen Mills might be one of the better red zone corners in the league. Uh, he's not terrific in the open field, but <laughs> when you get – because you can be more physical and you can do that. I was kind of – you know, that sack – Didn't was, you like – not to – sorry to cut you off, but like even though they had Andrew Luck, I kind of still felt like they were going to stop them on, that, on the third and fourth down. I still was like – There was never a point in that game – just based with Carson being back and this def- the way the defense is playing, that I, I thought they were going to lose this game. I never thought they were. There was not a moment in that game. But, like, I can only imagine how the fans and he felt as Andrew Luck fell to the ground in slow... I mean, it really was, like, slow motion. Yeah, yeah. He kind of, like, regained himself, then he lost balance, then he regained himself, and then he fell to the ground. But, yeah, huge sack, loss of 16 yards, gave the Eagles... Not only did they stop him in the red zone, but he also gave the Eagles offense enough room to kind of run the ball a little bit and not be up against their own end zone. So, look, that was the play of the game to me. Um, the defensive line overall was pretty good tonight. Yeah, they got regular pressure. Fletcher Cox is just amazing. I mean, uh, he, I mean, a lot of what happens is because of him. He had a half a sack earlier in the game. I think mm-hmm. he's at three now through three games. He wants to win Defensive Player of the Year if he averages a sack a game. If you have 16 sacks. <laughs> as, an, as a like defensive tackle, a yeah. chance. At the very least, you're going to get votes. Well, and, and, and I think he creates. I saw Chris Long. Chris Long had a good game. Yeah, yeah. Chris Long. Um, Michael Bennett had some huge plays in the first half. Yeah, Michael Bennett. Uh, look, the group is good. I mean, I mean it's just that. good. We, we knew, knew we knew that, but they're good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you notice them, <laughs> right? So moving from that to linebacker. Now linebacker, like the offensive line, is a little bit harder because they're taking on a lot of uh, and a, a lot, lot of, of times. They only play two or even one. Right. Yeah. I, I thought Bradham played really, really well. Um, I'd have to go back and I wasn't specifically watching Jordan Hicks. Yeah, he, he led the team in tackles with eight. Yeah, I mean, he's a middle two linebacker. Two pass deflections. Yeah, you, you know, I thought. I, I didn't notice him, so it's probably yeah. a good a good day yeah, at the yeah. office. Um, Secondary is more more to discuss there. Right. So you know, Jalen Mills. Let's talk. Let's talk about Mills. Everyone yeah. wants to talk about Jalen Mills. So he 
he, ha- he was having a pretty good game. He had two really bad pass interference penalties. Yes. There was the first one cost him like 30 yards. I think that was in the first half. It led to the touchdown that mm-hmm. they scored uh, at the end of that drive. I forget Correct. how they scored it. You could probably pull that up. Uh, then, then towards the end of the game, when the Colts got to that fourth down situation, it was they they got that close because he had another the 18 yards of pass interference. Like he he sometimes he just has mental lapses and it's concerning. But he also like that's two plays out of all the plays in this game where he was pretty good tonight. I think yeah. he he, ta- he had really good tackling technique, which we mentioned earlier about why maybe he should be a safety. If there was ever evidence for that, maybe it was today's game. Uh, yeah. T.Y. Hilton got shut down today. He was on him quite a bit. Yeah, he was. Um, I thought I thought Ronald Darby had a really good game. Um, but like for Mills, what I like about Mills is he forgets plays immediately. Yeah, he had a pass interference call. He had that pass interference call, and he was still like, just yeah, we're gonna shut this down. Like you could see him on the field. He was hyped. It was like he forgot it, and I think that's what you need as a good corner. Um. But again, he made it several tackles in that game that made you say, okay, that's why Schwartz likes him so much. You, you can put up with some of the, the pass interference. I just think long-term, his projection is free safety. A, it's going to save you probably money over, over keeping Cloud. B, he is probably the best tackling corner on the team, um, if not one of the best in the league. And, you know, a lot of people are frustrated. Gives more free range ability. And, you know. Right. A lot of people are frustrated with him, but, like, I see a similar career to what Malcolm Jenkins has. Like, Malcolm Jenkins. Didn't he start was, out as a corner? Yes, he did, out of Ohio State. Yeah. He was not that good at corner. And they moved him into free safety. It took a while for him to adjust. But now you see this guy who's who should be an all-pro who is the heartbeat of this defense, who is playing more positions than anyone like in the he, league. He doesn't necessarily put up stats every game, but, like, I feel like it's almost underappreciated how important he is to that defense because he plays linebacker, safety, and corner, basically. Well, and there's a reason why the media always gathers towards his locker no matter what happens. You know, he is the voice of that defense. He's the guy that, that brings the heat. And I think, you know, Mills has that ability. I remember talking to DJ Chark in the locker room before I left Jacksonville, and he just told me, you know, if Jalen Mills said something, everyone followed it. He was a guy that really set the tone for them. And when you can set the tone as a tackler in the secondary, that's huge for your linebackers and your uh, defensive ends because you can risk a little bit because you know Mills is going to come up if he needs to make a tackle. Yeah, so what what would you give the defense overall grade? Overall, I'd give them uh, an A-. minus. Yeah. Just I mean, there were some penalties that I wasn't really thrilled with. It, and it, it's just remarkable how good they are in the red zone. It's kind of like last year how Carson Wentz was better on third down than ever, any other down. Like that's that just doesn't happen. Like just the way they're just better in high pressure situations. It comes a lot. A lot of that comes down to Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. I think like that dude's gonna be a head coach and he has Oh to. yeah, like, there's no doubt. Good, I mean, maybe he'll be a guy who's only a great coordinator throughout his career. Who knows? Yeah, I think he wants to be a head coach, but he's just done such a good. Like that's all coaching. When you when you have your they don't they don't fret they don't worry. They're ready for those situations, and they keep winning games. These last three games have been close, and yeah. the defense has kept them in. Even last week, the defense struggled. They need to they need to figure out how to perform on the road. But this was at home, and they keep shutting teams down. And that defense is going to be one of the, it's going to end the season as probably one of the ten best in the NFL. Yeah. See, I thought I thought the Giants made a mistake by hiring Shermer instead of Schwartz. I, I mean, like I would have waited. Because he's the guy you wait for. I mean, he, I I think Schwartz is going to be a head coach in this league next year. Without a doubt. And for the Eagles' sake, they better hope it's not in the division. The division, yeah. Yeah, you, you better hope J- that Jay Jason Gray- Garrett. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you better hope that J- the Jay- Clapper. 
Jay Gruden and Jason Garrett win in at least enough games to keep their job. So, yeah, you know, defense did really well. Let's talk about special teams a little bit because I thought on special teams, Johnston kind of came up a little short. There was some there was some issues there as well. What, what did you think, just really quick? Special teams. Uh, Jake Elliott, he missed a 55-yard field goal. He feels like a different kicker now than he does. Weirdly, because he's he's like actually kind of better at the short range ones, which he was bad at. Yeah. Now he's not nailing. He was hitting all the long ones last year. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. They're not worried about him. He's a good kicker. Yeah. I think unless unless he starts missing extra points, I think they'll be fine. Uh, they haven't really had much going on in the return game. And Johnston, he he didn't have as great of a game today, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought Johnston had some some poor puns. Yeah. Where he outkicked his coverage a little bit, kind of yeah, like yeah. me and my wife. <laughs> Nice. My yeah. wife. Okay. Uh, before we go, uh, you know, we, we had a couple takes on the last podcast. I wanted to call this this uh, segment, uh, you're an idiot, but we decided maybe I told you so is a better yeah. better title. We had some good ones. We had some bad ones. Uh, one, I would say my Carson Wentz one is kind of down the middle because I said he was going to be rusty. He from, was from rusty. The get, from the get-go, but he looked pretty be- better in the beginning and the end. I said he probably had like 200-something yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That's exactly what he had. Uh, I, I'll count that as a W for myself. All right. Uh, <laughs> for but, me. Uh, and and oh. my, my other W, real quick, I'm really happy about this one, my score prediction. I, I, I didn't get it exactly right, but I was one point away on each side. 20-16, to 16, I predicted 21-17. to 17. Look at you. Here, no we're gonna Thomas. we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put your next article on the fridge. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. So so my from what I remember because I don't remember well, you quite got, a you bit. Got, what, you hit Wendell Small. Yeah, Wendell. Big... I said Wendell Small was just gonna have the game of his career, like the most important. Thought game it was only gonna be six carries. He got ten. Yeah, he got <laughs> ten, and boy, did he make the most of them. Um, you know. I think this team is very good at getting the most out of its talent. I think that's one of Doug Peterson's biggest strengths. Um, you know, you've seen guys that have been undrafted really excel. You see uh, Garcher Hill. You see guys like um, Corey Clement and stuff. And Destiny. Uh, yeah. So you see guys that people, a lot of people passed on, and you're getting production out of them. And I think that's. Doug Peterson's strength, and I think Wendell Smallwood's a really good example of that. For sure. All right. I don't think we had any takes that were particularly egregious. I know you, you thought Corey Clement was maybe going to have a bigger game than he yeah, actually did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, he, he was fine. He, he was solid. fine. And yeah. I thought Jordan Matthews was going to have an impact, which he didn't really because the receivers didn't. He had one much. first down. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, <laughs> he had a first down. He didn't drop it at all. It's Fans going to get mad at him. They wanted, true. They wanted a reason, and he didn't give them one. I heard in the press box somebody say, two for two. <laughs> Did somebody really say that? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> all right, that's a good spot to end. Uh, thank you guys for listening to our post-game pod. Uh, before we go, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're on all the apps, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Apple Podcast app. Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. Send us questions. We'll have another, a couple pods this week. Maybe we get a friend of ours in the mix who covers the Titans. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll preview next week. We'll recap what they talk about in the locker room. And thanks for listening.